And hello, everybody. Welcome back to the second episode of Speaking of Schmodown, a uh, sports talk show devoted to the movie trivia Schmodown. Uh, rounding out the crew here with me, uh, we got Dean. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Hang on just a minute, guys. I'm still watching Spectacular. Oh, my God. What a weekend that was. Just finishing yes. up now. Yes. Happy to be here. Hell yes. And uh, Double D, Dan down there. How you doing, bud? Man, I'm still recovering from uh, last week. And after watching Mandalorian, I'm back where I was Saturday. So I'm going to need a whole nother <laughs> week. I mean, let's just cancel the show. I need to – no, no, no. No, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's start second. Okay, that's it. Go ahead. Oh, man. Yeah, we're not – yeah, there's way too much to talk about. Uh, just from the schmodown, not to mention just thoughts and op- opinions and uh, just in general discussions about the schmodown, uh, especially with the new season coming up. War, as we found out. But uh, to get us into the matches, Dean – uh, what, what went down at a Schmodown Spectacular last week? Uh, we have the lineup of matches and, uh, yes. And, and yeah, of course this is spoilers. So if, if you're listening now and you have not watched Spectacular five yet, this is spoiler. So, uh, be warned. Yeah. We'll be going through the matches in chronological order. Um, the, um, Ace Cabrera and Matt, Matt Damon, Alex Damon, <laughs> Match it went up yesterday, so if you've just seen that one, feel free to stick with us for the first few minutes. Um, if not, come back. Um, so yeah, I really said Matt Damon again, Alex Damon, and Andre's ace squad leader Cabrera went head to head for the Star Wars Championship, and it was nice. To um, to have a Star Wars match where we actually had a bit, you know, of a lead-in. I thought, um, obviously, Damon defended it quite, quite swiftly, quite, quite adequately defended. Um, TKO, Is it TKO. I got that yeah, right, haven't I? TKO. Um, which pretty crushing defeat. Um, it was pretty brutal to be honest to see it um slowly slip away from Ace. I thought, you know, after the um, the, those um two misses in the um round two, and then the betting round just just completely. Yeah, it, yeah, it, was it, there was, I like to I like to root for my guy until the end. I like to have the underdog hopeful mentality, but it was over and done pretty early on into this match. Yeah. How do you feel about this one, guys? Uh, Dan, well, what was your take on this? Well, you know, in, in Star Wars, you cannot afford to miss one question because that could just kill you. I mean, we saw Alex Damon uh, miss one question in the speed round, and he was devastated at that, but he was up by 10 points. Roxy was like, what are you doing? You are ahead by 10 points. Why are you being defeated? But it's basically... I was watching the whole match, and Ace could still pull it off. But by that betting round, when he lost those three points and was down by 10, I'm like, it's over. I mean, yes, you could come back, but not against Alex Damon. He's just too good. And I predicted that. Uh, I did not predict that there would be a TKO because I thought Ace could actually keep up with Damon. But at that point, it's like, yeah, it's over for us. 
Yep. Yeah, I, uh, it did not, I mean, I expected, I predicted that Damon would win, but not like that. It just, uh, I don't know if Ace was a little off his game or if the questions were extra tricky. I just, it did not seem like the, uh, the Ace that I've seen in the past, especially the one who ran through that tournament. Um, yeah, I was, I was shocked. I mean, shocked. And then that's the first match, so. I mean that was a hell of a way to get it started, but yes, that uh, the the end result was as I had predicted, but the path to it was nowhere close. Um, and and I hope this doesn't discourage Ace too much. He's got a bright future in this division, uh, and I mean I hope he just comes back next year and uh, tears it apart, man. Yeah, I feel like he will. I um, I tweeted and um. Before and after the match, and uh, I said, you know, I hope hope to see you bring that Mustafa weather next season. And I think he'll at least, you know, he'll be in the draft. I'm sure he would have said something by now if he wasn't, you know, or at least within the next 24 hours now that that match is up um, for the public. I would like to point out another big loss from this match, and that was Alex Damon's moustache. It was quite sad not to see that. I don't know if anyone's been following that, but he'd been growing that bad boy out all over quarantine. I was hoping to see him come in with the full handlebars, you know, with the pilot look. And unfortunately, that's two bit of losses I had to take on that one. Yep. Moving on. We're moving on. Anyone got anything else on this? Oh, before I do move on, I was going to ask a question real quick. Anyone else think it was a bad idea to have um have this match as the first match? because if Swag won this match, they still would have been in running for the, 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 the faction standings. But the, and if they didn't, which they didn't, it completely counted them out of that race. And I would have liked to have maybe had that, you know, that that dream of prosperity maybe dragged out a little longer. Anyone else feel that way? I'm indifferent on this one. Yeah, me too. The only place that I would probably put that as maybe where Inner Geekdom match was, but other than that, to maybe drop the drama a little bit, but other than that, I'm pretty happy with where how it got started. So Yeah, yep. no, I felt like maybe you could have had that Jericho young match up top and just milk out a little bit more anticipation. But I digress. Next we have Chris Jericho and Brittany Young in a very close match. Um pretty Shot for shot, blow for blow, it could have gone anywhere at any point in this match. Obviously, Brittany Young comes out with the win. Very happy to see that. Kind of feel bad for Jericho on a two-loss streak now. He doesn't seem like... I don't follow wrestling, but Jericho doesn't seem like he's particularly used to losing at things. You know, they call him Le Champion for a reason, I presume. Anyone else could correct that? If he's not La Champion material, he's supposed to be a winner, but, but I, yeah, he's not looking too good here. <laughs> yeah, I know you're you know, a Jericho fan, Jay. Uh, no, I mean, I, I shouldn't say no, but I'm just not a wrestling fan in general. Um, there's nothing wrong with it; it's just not my right, cup right. of tea. Uh, but I, this definitely puts question into my mind as to uh, one: Will Jericho be drafted next season by anyone at all? And two, uh, would if he is honestly, would that be uh, maybe a mistake? Would that be a weight on your team 
because he's not off to a good start. I mean, in the two players he's played against, you know, nothing against Kevin Smith or uh, – Brene Young. I, yes, sorry. Uh, but um, not, but but they're not the caliber of, like, you know, a Bateman or a, or a Chandru even, you know, something like that. Like, I mean, Chandru would run right through Jericho. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, you would think he would get drafted again next year, but I don't know. Uh, I was surprised by the outcome, but I would be more surprised if he is in the Schmodown next season. Yeah, so because he's Christian loves him. He, he's a wrestling fan, so he's going to put him in as much as possible, and Roxy's going to probably draft him because no one's going to be drafted because he's not going to be managed by uh, anyone else. Uh, but yeah, but you gotta have competitors that aren't at the level of Bateman, at the level of um Chandru, because we're not gonna have many matches if we just have all 100%. You gotta have some that are maybe not so good or maybe not as good, but that doesn't mean that they can't be successful. Look at the uh Wildberries, look at um uh Dagnino, he was they were never good, but they're popular so. You, the True. success in the matches doesn't mean success in the Shmona. There are two different things. Touche. Yeah, I think it could go either way on whether we see Jericho again. I, th- I definitely have the impression that Jericho probably has that kind of John Roker, don't draft me fourth mentality. I think if Jericho's going to be in the Shmona next year and on Rocky's faction, I feel like he's probably going to want to be retained or picked fairly high up, which I don't know how good of an idea that is beyond the fact that he's guaranteed to get matches if he's on a faction, but is he guaranteed to bring in points? And on the flip side of that, it was a nice nice touch to see um, the dungeon winning some points, you know, because they haven't done a lot of that this year. And give Kaiser a stage. I'm always a fan to see Kaiser on screen working that mic. Moving on, we have the team's title match. And we have Shazam, or we had Shazam versus the odd couple in a brutal, brutal to watch match in the best way possible. It was a real tough loss for for Shazam um, attempting to defend the belts there. Um, Looked like they they had it in the bag. You know, we kind of had that classic Jeff Snyder slump, rear its ugly head, and it seemed like it was all over after the speed round. Uh, I think Snyder got one question in that speed round. and against Bibiani, you, you can't be getting one. Or presumably you'd think you can't get one point in the spear round. But they brought it back, and deservedly so, for I think for a very emotional climax. I think the post-interviews for this match was just as entertaining as the match itself. And definitely give, gives Roxy a, um, a pedestal from which to um, preach that manager of the year talk that she's been doing. Dan? Yeah, so I said this before that if Roxy could get all three of her matches, she'll propel herself to uh, uh, a third position, a third rank uh, number three. But with that TKO, uh, that propelled her enough. But yeah, because of that, she definitely deserves the nomination for manager of the year because, like Shannon, she was down in the bucket to now she's in third place. So, which we'll talk later on. But, yeah, that, that, that definitely deserves a nomination, if not a vote. 
And like you, I was seeing it and I'm thinking, oh, it's over, it's over for the odd couple. But then Bibbs and the kid just lost it. And we yeah. just saw a, a ship. And that's how the game plays. So. Yeah, I was I this is another one where I had predicted odd couple would win, but I I was still shocked. I don't know. It just I don't know. Maybe it's because you build up expectations from watching all of these players and these teams over the years, but but then you got to think, well, this, these are the title matches, so it's not Shazam versus the Pride. No offense to the Pride. It's Shazam versus the Odd Couple. Right. You know, they're two really great teams going head-to-head, uh, and you should never count either one of them out. Um, but, yeah, I was scared for a while as far as my predictions go because, therefore, I was like, man, uh, what's going on here, guys? Come on, Snyder, where's the, you know, let's bring back Team Patriots. Uh, but, uh that was an amazing victory, and I felt really good for them. Uh, I felt better than I thought I would, to be honest. Um, not that I'm not a fan of Roxy and, and the odd couple, but uh, just uh, there are other teams and, and managers that I'm bigger fans of. Um, uh, I won't get into this now, but we can talk about this. We definitely will at another time uh, when we talk more about the awards and whatnot. But uh, uh, I, 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 I would have to give manager of the year to Shannon. Um, and I think my main reason is because I, I kind of knocked on her pretty hard at the beginning of the season, thinking that she, uh, she messed up really bad with her draft and she didn't really know what she was doing. And I, I claimed that she was going more off of what would make good character work and not bring on points. And I was 100% wrong on that. Yeah, I think yeah, she was just fine. But both of those a little bit. Okay. Um, here we go. Here's, here's one that I can't wait to talk about. I'm ready for this one, guys. Are you ready? Was you ready for Chandru the Chosen against tournament winner Chance Ellison for the Inner Geekdom Championship? And I must say, this kind of reminded me a fair bit of the um, the Damon Cabrera match in that Ellison pretty handily ran through the tournament and then didn't necessarily show up the same level that um, I think a lot of people was expecting from him. But, you know, in, in, in when it came down to the crunch, um, I, I think he was down three or four points in round one there. And never we kind of just hanging on by a thread not quite as much as a Cabrera in that sense you know it was only like it was always kind of within that five point deficit throughout the match all the way up until the end and we have the first Inner Geekdom Championship of the new era to defend the Inner Geekdom title and that is Kanju the Chosen Dandapani I know you guys are feeling pretty good about this one. Why don't you, why don't you tell me about, about it so I can taste those tears? Chandru <laughs> uh, has become one of my favorite players over the last two seasons, straight up. Um, I don't know, man. I was, I, was, I was sour on him when I first saw him come in in that Wookiee costume, you know, the first time I, I was introduced to him. And I was, I just didn't, I, I didn't get, but dude, once he made that heel turn, I was 100% on board with, with Sean Drew. And uh, that was a great match. Um, 
Yeah, like just like you said, a lot of these players just didn't seem to be up to their game, um, which again is fine, and uh, it happens. Plus, you're playing other really good people too, so that has a lot to do with it. Um, but but yeah, uh, chance. I think I think he's going to come back and uh, make a big run at this again next season. Um, there's something about him, uh, and he's really quiet, which I like too. Uh, but, but Chandru, uh, I can't, I, this has turned into me. I haven't even said anything about the match. I've just been gushing over Chandru. So someone else talk cause I'm, I'm getting flustered over here. Okay. So to correct you, Dean, chance was, well, chance was down by five, but Chandru was down by two. So neither one of them got a perfect okay. game. And that's the same thing with, uh, round two, they weren't perfect. So yes, Chandru won. And we all expected him to win. But Chance did something what he was supposed to, and that's not to get knocked out, which is what, no matter how the matches would have uh, arranged, that's exactly what Chance needed to do in order to deny Swag first place, uh, to overtake corruption from first place. So, yes, Chandra won, but Chance did what he needed to do, and that denies Swag from getting more points. So, take that. Yeah, so, and th- th- that's one thing I love about competition and, and and all of that is how you know maybe not like like okay we didn't win this match but we stopped them from progressing and that's always fun too in in mm-hmm. competition I love that aspect as well. But um, but yeah, but so I, value I, I want to talk about. I'm sorry to move you on, Dean, but like I've been sitting on this for you and I called this like a month ago that that Zerflirt and Flaus was going to end up coming in here. I can't contain myself anymore, dude. My get God. us into this one. Get us into this one. So we we open with um almost looked like Brett Sheridan would be taken hostage. We had this plain white background. He's kind of looking deadpan into the camera. He's looking very serious and I knew straight away straight away I didn't know exactly what was going to happen but I knew he was coming and then the music starts the lights come on and he shaves his head on camera just straight in there if that isn't if that isn't grounds for one of the best entrances slash promos of all time then sorry Bibiani the man shaved his fucking head yeah. You can't. You, that that's not an entrance you can do every week. Okay, that's no, uh, no. that's that's good, and that's without the match itself. I just want to before we get into the, you know, because it, it didn't go his way um, for Zafla and Flowers, unfortunately. Good showing in round one, but you know, kind of didn't go great, and ended up with the obvious knockout. But this is some of the best character work I've seen. Obviously, it's a character that he's done before, but not, but not in the showdown. He's only played one match before this, and we've heard numerous times how people find it difficult to not only have the competition, but to do the character. And I was mesmerised by the flouse. This whole match, his body language, the way his eyes were moving, the way, obviously, the accent, you know, he managed to just... Do such a good job of transforming himself into that person. Kevin Smith did a fantastic job of helping buy into that. Kevin Smith was making flouse references, like Dean, he's a real Dean, thing Dean, in pop Dean, culture. I'm sorry, Dean. Dean, I'm sorry. I love you, Dean. I'm sorry. I love you, dude. Uh, 
we got we got to move on in the next match, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're running out of time here on this segment. We got to move on in the next match, or, or at least get into this one real quick because it was a good match. Uh, Kevin Smith brought it. He won it, um, uh, which I don't think was a doubt to anyone. Although I think I did say that that Brett was going to win it. I expected Brett to really practice, really try to bring some points home and make a good showing, considering he's probably not going to be in the showdown next season. Uh, I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, this was a good match and I'm sure Kevin will be back next season, uh, with Corky Merckx, hopefully. But, uh, what do you think about this match, Dean or, or uh, Dan? Yeah. So my girlfriend's never heard of the Fortune Pals before. So when Brett brought out the Clippers, I was squeezing her tightly and going, ah, ah. she was like, I don't know what's happening, but I like it. So I got excited and. Yeah, Kevin Smith won, and I mean, but it was an entertaining match to watch, nonetheless. It was a TKO, but hey, if you're gonna go down, go out by having fun. That's that's a good model to live by. Yeah, let's get into the main event: event. Dan Merle versus Adam Collins. What happened there, Dean? Oh yes, that match. To say the previous match was the perfect prime for this because this is one of the most serious matches, one of the, the tensest. My palms were sweating, and this was great. Obviously, we have Merle versus Collins going for the championship. Five rounds, and then eight or nine rounds of overtime, uh, which I eight, believe is a record. Eight. It was eight. eight. Is that eight's the record, though, right? I think is that the, the new same record? one was uh, Mara and Rachel, I believe. I don't know. Oh, okay. I know it was okay. that high. I know it was that, if that it matched it yeah. or close to it. I know it didn't yeah. succeed, but I think it tied it at most. Yeah, and certainly this is a record for singles and championship match as well, I would assume. We've never uh, seen this I much in a championship, championship match. Give me a second. Uh, uh, actually, the oh, wait, hold on. Um, yeah, I think it is the highest because the next highest is a tie, uh, 33-33. But, well, obviously that went to overtime. Well, that was, yeah, that was, the, that was the match. So, yeah, it was the highest one overall. Yeah, great match. We'd, I was a big fan of was a big fan of the opening segment for this. You know, we don't really get to see the competitors interacting much outside of you know in the matches themselves. So to have that little promo from Collins that segged into Mole popping in and seeing them two kind of interact, I think really just legitimised Collins in a way that you know he's going to struggle to to keep that going next year with you know quarantine and you know the long distance. Did, digital matches so I think that really helped boost his profile in a way just to see him on screen not just in play but before the match as well um Jay yeah I just uh this one I I had this is another one where I had called it but I was still shocked by it um he just he Collins has blown me away this entire season and he just continued to do so in this match. I think he maybe got Dan a little flustered, um, but it was just absolutely an amazing showing. Just absolutely loved it. Um, and uh, and and with uh, and and with that um, and <laughs> with that match, uh, it, it wrapped up the spectacular, and we uh, we got our final standings uh, for the year for the for the uh, managers and whatnot the factions. Uh, Dan, why don't you take us through this really quick? Um, uh, Dan is going to run through the rankings, everybody. 
All right, so let's bring up that rankings. Uh, uh. So we see corruption take the number one place with uh, 71 points. We have swag in the second place with 60 points. We have rock stars in third place moving up from fourth with 51 points, thanks to uh, the uh, Alex Damon and the Odd Couple. Uh, the Finstock Exchange dropped down to fourth place with 50 points after the loss of uh, Dan Merle. Uh, fifth place is taken by uh, the Quirky Mercs uh, with 41 points. Sixth place is going to the Den with 33 points. Seventh place is tied with uh, the Dungeon and the Usual Suspects with 22 points. And in last place, we kind of knew this for a while, uh, is the Burning Droogs with 12 points. If you're a Burning Droog, that was not a fun segment no. to, to be watching. Well, um, yeah. well, let me jump in by saying this. I think, you know, Ken was, he was just forced upon this. He really didn't prepare. This wasn't his faction. So he had to kind of work with what he had. And we saw Bonnie actually do better than we've seen her. So the question is, is did the Drugs do better because of Ken? Or was this going to be the ultimate fate of them? We'll never know because they're not coming back next season. But uh, yeah. I think Ken actually improved upon what was already established, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, trade that Ethan Irwin trade, I think, was the death of the Drugs. I, I, I had it in my head when it happened. I was like, that's not the right move. That was not the right move. And evidently, oh, yeah, as we see now, because I sent this really over to the right move. Move. where yeah. that trade, I, I mean, Ethan Irwin was that trade from, uh, trade points from, uh, what was it, the usual, no, it was the Drugs. And the suspects with Ethan Irwin, it's like more than 50%. So that's, 50% of what Ethan brought to uh, the usual suspects, while Jader and Ken, they're a quarter, and Ken has nothing. So it, it really made all the difference. That was the, uh, that paid out in dividend big time. Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty mind-blowing that um, Ethan Irwin made 12, 12 points, which is the same as what the entirety of the Drugs got for the season. And Irwin matched that by himself. So, you know, team player or not team player, he he's definitely one of the front runners for the um for the for the factions to be picking up next year. Very interesting to see where Ethan Irwin goes. Hell yeah. Um and, and on that, that's where we stand as far as the faction standings. And uh, it'll be interesting to see who wins manager of the year for sure. Uh that's yeah. the one that I think could be up in the air between Roxy and Shannon. Uh, nothing against Winston, but they're toward the Winston. I would have had as a shoe in, but uh, their season went on. It changed. Uh, but uh, but now we have come to that point in the show, everybody, where it is time for Frenchie's corner, where we welcome Louie, the Frenchie Monet, to the show. How are you doing, sir? I'm pretty good. I'm trying to do multiple things at the same time, but I'm good. <laughs> All yes, right. Louie is also our producer here on this show, so thank you for that. I, I have a hard time just remembering my name, so just timing itself is a challenge for me, but I'm very, very happy to, uh, to take it on. 
All right, but we got a lot of chew on, Mr. J. Wade. As per usual, our segment is because we rarely see eye to eye, and we got a couple of good uh, subjects to talk about. The first one I wanted to shoot to you, Mr. J., was um, the length of um, of uh, of the spectacular. This was a hell of an event. This was an event, right? Not even yeah. wrestling do, do uh, eight hours. But is it too long? Now we had the experiment. We have... We saw it. We felt it. We lived it. Is the experiment working, or should they make it like shorter or different format? Uh, well, I, if if everything in there is necessary, then I see no issues at all with it being twelve hours. Um, as long as it's none of uh, as people would say filler, uh, which is something I hear a lot now with the Mandalorian going on. But uh, and and then and then you get into the discussion: what's filler and what's not filler? I would make the argument that. The Jericho match and the Smith match were filler. Um, they they weren't really absolutely necessary. I I'm not even sure if they deserved to be there in that event. They uh I mean yes uh they're celebrities celebrities but they're also Schmodown competitors. So what makes them better than any other Schmodown competitor? And why should they get get any more special treatment? You cut those two matches out, you've got a more compact and shorter event. Well, okay, I, I get what you mean. There's other people you can put on. You know, it's, you know, yay, they're on, but they're not necessary competitors. But you see the flip side. It's a win-win because it's a lot of people I've seen in the chat speculate, ah, oh, Kevin Smith, it would be so cool to have him, right? It's entertaining. And we have people we never knew we wanted to see on and, and try this sport like Jericho. And it just, it, it makes something for different, but also flip side, Marketing-wise, business-wise, it makes sense because you can attract new people, and that's what you know. That's what they need. That's what Skybound is there for, too. You know, uh, <clears throat> to have support, but to have support, you need views. So it's a win-win. You know, is it necessary? No, but does it add to the excitement? Yes, and this would. This is what spectacular is about. Well, what are we trying to do here? Are we trying to grow this into a sport or are we trying to pander to people and get them to come in and watch this and hope that they stick around? And Oof. if you want to use Jericho as, as, a, uh, as, as, a, as a draw, then I would suggest maybe not putting someone in who ends up losing two matches uh, by the end of the season, one of them being in this big spectacular event. And I'll be honest with you, if I want to hear Kevin Smith give long-winded stories in between answering questions i will uh i'll rent an evening with kevin smith or one of his other four hour long events where he just talks and talks and talks is this the kevin smith an evening with kevin smith in the schmodown or is it the schmodown what's going on here it, it, you know what it's a schmodown with kevin smith and okay i get what you mean like okay i can get this somewhere else but you know what you can't get that monologue during a goddamn schmodown it's <clears throat> it adds something to Schmodown. And personally, he can hang. So we might have got a new character, a new personality, which is the star him, and have him maybe once every two to three months and be competitive. But overall, this is just to have entertainment and see the what-ifs that we never thought would happen. And it works. Um, does it take away from other uh, other competitors? Yes. But... This is why next year there's more matches. You won't have this problem. So you just you just fine-tune it, and you'll have an amazing spectacular with more celebrities, and people won't be left out. 
uh, I, I still stick with my previous statements. Jericho's not pulling his weight. And uh, mm. if Kevin Smith were anyone but Kevin Smith, Christian Harloff would not let him talk for as long as he lets him talk. But that aside, the, the even greater thing is here that, dude, I may be a single man, but I'm not alone here in my household, man. I got things to do. I've, I've got mouths to feed. And, and dude, uh, my cat depends on me to take care of her and provide her needs. She's sitting there looking at me, wanting food, wanting me to change her litter box and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm in the middle of a schmodown event here. I don't know what you want me to do, Kat. But that's why, you know, you either take out the unnecessary bits to make it shorter and more compact and to the point, or maybe perhaps break it down into halves. Yeah, I, I get it. But that's why you can rewatch it after. Like, yes, it, it's... It disrupts, but you still have the option to catch up. Uh, if you don't have to watch it live, you know, you don't have to. But don't penalize those who can watch it live and for the full extent just because, you know, your cat is a wife, apparently, um, and it needs your attention. But that being said, don't penalize both. Uh, do, you know, keep it on because even if you're not available, you can still catch up. It won't take a week, right? You still paid for the link. Uh, everything's good. All right. Um, again, yeah. yeah. Um, now, my next question, uh, I, I actually am very curious because you don't have to match him up, but he would be wasted if he's not put in a team, right? Dan, we're not talking about faction. We're not talking about who's going to you know, sign him up, draft him, et cetera. I want to know your thoughts on who should he be paired up with? Well, something that I've been noticing, and especially with uh, with with the the draft opening up anymore, but uh, it feels like they're bringing in a lot of fresh faces, a lot of younger people into the schmodown, uh, and that's just obviously that trend is going to continue, especially as the viewership goes up. Therefore, I think the old dogs need to uh, stick together. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, Merle had Roca, but Roca obviously wasn't pulling his weight in in that team, and. Uh, and his attitude at the end of the the match certainly showed that uh, that Merle can do better than Roca. No offense, Roca, but hey, hey, uh, if that's how you want to take it, take it that way. But I say pair him up with Yodi. Put the two old dogs together. Put the vets together who have both been crapped on and belittled as being old and, and out of the game. Put them together. Let them run through this young blood and show them all what it's really about. Okay, look, yes, it, your experience, right? Again, the Founding Fathers Part 2, and that's the problem. Just because it worked once doesn't mean that wash and repeat will, will work again. Look at the the dungeon. Their formula worked the first time around. The rookies bringing new talent, everything's good. But then they tried it again, and <laughs> not the results they wanted. Why do the same tactic twice, especially if you are a competitor like Merle that has so much more to give, right? Go with Liz Shannon Miller. You need someone to mentor her even more, right? Uh, she has so much potential. Even uh, Ethan Irwin uh, called her the next Ethan Irwin, right? Uh, so she has a lot of potential, but you give Merle that status of mentor and having an apprentice because he has he he's phenomenal and he can transcend more than the character he he had with Roka. Make him the wise man that has needs to pass on his uh, his talent. And who else better can receive it than the future apprentice, which is Lishaman Miller? For me, the storyline makes sense. 
the level of knowledge makes sense and also the personality they're very low key they're easy to to to, to find uh, common ground and really depends who manages them they could be a killer team who 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 are you saying liz uh, Lightning, lightning, like lightning in a bottle, Jay Wade. Dude, the the only lightning I'm aware of is Mount Lightning, which is the generic brand of Mountain Dew, dude. Which which is my jam. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Any of this other stuff. Um, I I dude, rough rough. Bring Yodi in. He's got a cute dog. Her name is Leia. Uh, and and let these old dogs off their chain, and they'll run through everybody. Uh, I I don't know who you're even talking about, man. I'm sorry. It's okay. Next time. Stop the caffeine. Go back, watch her matches. You remember who she is. I'll have to do that. I'll have to do that. All right. Uh, but so, yeah, so if ever you guys are watching, you're curious or you really want to give your opinion on these two subjects, uh, just go ahead and call on in, give your opinions on what we talked about or anything Schmodown related. Uh, that'll be all for me. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much, Frenchie. All right, gentlemen. And uh, with that, Frenchie's corner, everybody. And uh, bring uh, bring my cohorts back on here. I think I said that word right. Um, but but yeah, guys, uh, let's get your opinion uh, on this one. Uh, this the latter half of that. Um, it, who do you think uh, should uh, should be paired up with Dan Merle? And uh, anyone out there listening, watching right now, feel free to call in. We'll put you on the air here. You can give your two cents on this as well. But uh, until then, uh, Dean, what do you think when you think about a, a good, perfect team pairing for Merle? Well, here's the thing. You're talking about um, bringing Mark Riley on, and I think there's a high chance that we could see that. I, I, I think pairing two people – same gender, same, roughly the same age, you know, I just think two dominant players doesn't necessarily make, you know, founding fathers weren't exactly a dominating team. So I think just to team my work with Riley is a bad idea. I like my teams to be interesting and diverse. I like when we get older players, younger players, male and female players. I want to see Dan Murrell and Marisol McKee. And I think the storyline would work because Marisol only wants to play with Shannon but if if a manager gets Dan Murrell and says, Marisol, come on my faction and you can team with Dan Murrell, I think that might be enough to get anyone away from Shannon's steely cold grip. And I think that team would be awesome. And the mentor role would work, I think. I could just see that working for me. Dan? I'm going to go out with a crazy one, with either with Video Drew or Tom. I think that that dynamic could be very interesting where Tom is like, and Dan's just, they're both, Tom is basic, is stronger, but I got to say, you know, both of them are pretty strong when they're, when they study. So, but I will say that Tom and Dan probably could be a good, interesting choice thematically, uh, game wise, and basically everything that's just what the Schmodown is good for. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Why not? I, 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 I don't know. I really, I really do. Yodi just popped in my head because of the way they were both done. Uh, <laughs> they were already in a team. Yeah. Uh, season two. Those poor team guys. Champ. Yeah, team champ. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. were two, 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 uh, two, uh, two uh, rounds. So yeah, that was 
Mm, we'll see. I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll see them again, it's going to be a great team because it's Dan Merle and whoever. I'm sure they're going to think about it. Yeah. And that'd be a great way for Riley to stick it to Bateman as well, right? Because you know Bateman had had a chip on his shoulder with Dan Morrow. That's a good one. I got. I like that. I think that would. I think that would play nicely into the story aspect. Yeah, yeah. Um, what What do you guys uh, What do you guys think about as far as the uh, what What Frenchie and I were talking about with the the length of the uh, of the event and 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 legit question. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but, and I'm not taking a side. Well, I do know how I feel, but it didn't bother me. I, I guess I don't know. Uh, <laughs> my ramble moment, I'm due one every, every show I'm on. Um, what do you guys think about Jericho and Smith having matches too? I mean, uh, do you think that, that they deserved it or it earned it? Like, I mean, I mean, other people really could have been in there, but. Uh, did that bother you at all? Did you even think about that at all? And and but but more important that Dan Dan's like it was awesome. Uh, what about the total length though? More than anything, how did how did that go over for you guys? Well, I mean, obviously we're in the digital age, and with the digital age, digi- the digital age has been longer matches, and I think that's a byproduct of this being the digital format. I think when we go into more live studio matches, we're going to see that length shorten down a little bit, back to like the hour 45-minute mark. But no, it didn't bother me. But, you know, I, I love the Schmodown, so give me more Schmodown. I've literally watched every single Schmodown match this entire year. So you're never going to convince me that there's never too much Schmodown. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think... I don't know if deserve to be there is the right way to put it, but I do think they needed to be there. Like I said earlier, some of these some of these rivalries in these matches are just so ridiculously tense. You need some you need some jelly to break up that peanut butter, guys. You need to have those layers. Because if it was nine and a half hours of Dan Murrell versus Adam Collins, I am out. That is just too intense for me. And I think it's the best of the showdown. It's the best of the, it's the best of everything of the Schmodown, right? It's spectacular. You want everything. You want the the juiciest characters and the, the best trivia. And Kevin Smith and your floating flowers definitely brought one half of that equation. You know, whereas Murrell and Chandru and Collins and the others um, sure brought the competition. So I think you needed it. And I think um, it was longer because we needed to make up a lot of storyline. You know, you can't do a lot of that stuff because it's digital. And they need, and Christian had said as well, they needed to cram a lot of storyline into into this spectacular. So I don't think we're going to necessarily see a nine and a half hour Schmodown spectacular again. I'm all for it. If they want to keep making it longer, I'm for it. But I think I think we'll probably see more like the six, seven hour mark next year, if I was to guess. Do you and think it? Can, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, real quick, uh, with the Chris Jericho and uh, Kevin Smith being there, yes, because they should be there because when they're celebrities, yeah, they'll get more views. And this is a business, so you have to treat it like a business. And what's going to get more popular? What's going to draw more audience? Celebrities. I mean, we we still I still want to see uh, Alex Damon go with, against Sam Whitworth. I said that to him. At Star Wars Celebration, where I met him, I have the picture right up here. 
So I want to see Sam Woodward come back. I want to see Bray Prince Jr. come back. I want to see these celebrities come in and just compete, even if it is just for fun, even if it is just a throwaway match. It's going to bring in audiences because it's their favorite celebrities coming in and putting on a good show for us. So that, that I do think it is necessary. Yeah, I think the yeah, uh, is really I good. I can agree with that. Two to four matches with the you know the kind of celebrity kind of novelty kind of matches to four seriously hardcore matches. I think if it was three and three, either side, I think maybe we could have had more of this conversation and argument. But I think the balance was was as good as it could be. Yeah, um, I, I was also what live event. Um, do we think it would be shorter if it were a live event again? And if so, how how short do we think that would have made it? Because, I mean, they still got the storylines to tell. Well, you can do the storylines. Uh, you can film that ahead of time. And you just put that up on the big screen. And by live, a match, what, live event, what do you mean? Like live event for 2020 or a live event in 2019? Because in 2019, most definitely because – they wouldn't be doing the manager interviews uh, and the True. player interviews beforehand and then doing it afterwards. They would just do the promo and then they would go to the mat. They'll do the entrance, do the match, and then they'll go Jen Sturger with a interview post-match. So I feel that would shorten yeah. up the time. But because we are in this digital era, it has to be longer because they got to make it interesting. And it was nice to see Jen Sturger come back in the post-interviews and doing the, that post, her job, basically. Yeah, that was yeah. just a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Snyder I and, um, and Drake were interviewed for like half an hour. Sorry, Jay, go on. I was just saying, I, I like I like Jen's work on there. She does great work on there. Um, she, I mean, she she acts well. She asks legit questions. She's a good interviewer. Um, I I will admit, I I miss the days when Ashley Mova would walk the uh, would walk the wheel out and uh, do the the post. <laughs> The post-match interviews, I just like Ashley Mova. But uh, that's a personal thing, yeah. not that I don't like Jen. But, yeah, Jen's great. She does great work on there, too. Um, I'm all, Another thing I'm curious about is uh, is next season, um, are we – I don't know. Are we really going to get into a studio? Um, I hope so, and it sounds like it. But at the same time, it sounds like we're not going to have very many, if any, teams matches, or maybe those will only be in a – I don't know. I'm still kind of confused on all of that. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get teams for the majority. Probably, it'll probably be six months at least before we see another teams match, which is fine because you're talking about things taking too long and being dragged out. As much as I love the teams matches, I think teams might be my favourite division just because I love the the chemistry and the, the different combinations of characters you can get. But, man, it was... They, they were getting a bit long in the tooth for, for the digital team matches. Um, so, yeah, in, in studio, maybe August, full time next year, maybe we'll have teams back. But who knows? Who knows? Hell yeah. yeah. I think the world has. Everybody, I think that's when we'll start seeing uh, live studio matches again. So. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. And keep it to uh, the, the, the delinquent first. <laughs> Fuck my pants. 
sorry everybody uh we we uh we very very pleased to welcome to the show nerd chronic everybody the one and only nerd chronic uh how are you doing today sir uh doing well uh yeah i uh was very busy last night uh doing some work for other clients you know the off season stuff uh and i thought i overslept today but luckily i didn't luckily i'm here hell yeah hell yeah very good um i mean that that uh that's spectacular just i got so many questions about this uh the spectacular match um and we we were just talking about the length of it um and my question to you is i mean that was long from a viewing perspective what was your work time on that editing all of that out i mean i can't imagine um, it was, I mean, yeah, it was, it, it took uh, a good while. We started filming, um, back in the, uh, latter half of October and we tried to kind of get all that stuff organized, uh, ahead of time, just to make sure we're good to go. Um, you know, like nothing was going to be late. Um, and it was, it was a lot of, a lot to get through, you know, like it was, we had like all the matches, all the scenes, uh, each one, like most, like majority of them were five round matches, obviously. And like I just kind of tacked on like the workload, and yeah, it was it was a lot to to get through for like uh, just the matches themselves. But then for me in particular, like the promos were the hardest part because the promos always, you know, I always like to put like as much effort I can into those more so for big events like spectacular. And so those all needed to be kind of like you know bangers as they say this year. And I really hoped like they, I stuck landing with all of them. I was, I was pretty happy with like the way most of them turned out. So I, I think uh, I my, it was efforts well spent. I was working on it. I think up until the day before, um, just to, you know, make sure everything's polished, everything's good. Um, But yeah, luckily, I think it all worked out. Dude, that's awesome. Um, Yeah, and yeah, you did. You nailed those promos and and all that for sure. Um, I especially especially liked the one for the inner geekdom. Um, Yeah. Uh, uh, Dean up there has a question that... uh, now, when 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 I first had told them we got Nerd Chronic coming on, because I I like asking, uh, I like talking to folks who work behind the scenes, not necessarily uh, on camera competitors and stuff like that. Um, it's a little bit more interesting, I think, to get that feel and those opinions. Uh, but Dean stole my thunder with something he wanted to ask, uh, so I'm going to let him ask it. But it, I really want to know this. I'm very interested. So. Great to have you on here, by the way. Um, <laughs> obviously, we know that we've heard from Christian and, and, and various places that you, you were originally going to compete, and then you, you did you stepped away from that to do the editing, and that must have been its own kind of hard decision for you to make. But then, even if you though you're not competing, even just as a fan, are you how are you able to enjoy the showdown as a fan? when you're editing it, because surely you, you said that you were filming as far back as October. So that kind of half answers my question in that you definitely wasn't doing it anywhere near chronological order, I would assume, because you had to wait for like the tournaments, um, the team's tournament to finish and stuff. And are you able to watch it in real time before you get the, the footage? And then, you know, how, how do you juggle that? If, if you do, uh, I'd love to know. Yeah, um, so for the most part, a majority of the time we actually do film in chronological order. Um, like uh, for Spectacular, uh, we were able to uh, because we kind of knew at least the matches that were going to air that night. 
we were able to film in order of like what when they would debut uh, of, of the schedule um yeah we had to kind of like dance around the team's tournament kind of finishing up a yeah. little bit by the end of it but luckily by the time it did uh we hadn't shot the teens match yet so that way it kind of locked into place uh when it got there um but yeah as far as like uh getting uh you know enjoyment out of the show as the editor i have like you know i have the luxury of one like i i am in the tapings like when they tape it like through the stream yard link and everything and we do all the everything um so i'm there i'm watching it uh as it's happening so like it's, it's still like a novelty for me i still get to see it as like a live show like every single time i get i don't know what's gonna happen um no, that's cool. there's, yeah yeah, there's a couple times like you know I, I couldn't make it or like the room like for the teens matches like the like it's a full room as you might know the stream yards only only lets you have I think ten people in the waiting room, uh, hanging out and doing stuff. Um, so right, when yeah, it's yeah. a teams match, it's yeah, it's like it's Christian, Mark, uh, the managers, the team the teammates, uh, PJ, and then uh, uh our our uh, Courtney from Skybound, and um, uh, yeah, they're all in there like running the show being part of the show so like i just wait back i just hang out uh wait for them to send me the file after that and then i watch it right away um but for the you know just as watching as a fan you know i was a fan to start with when i first started you know with the show and then i eventually evolved into um the editor or the promo editor now the lead story editor and uh i like still get like a lot of enjoyment out of it even though i've seen the match when it taped i get a lot of you know fun editing it because like one i love editing but also Two, I like um, you know, anticipating, anticipating what you guys are going to, how you're going to respond to it. And there's a lot of like, you know, like small, minute uh, choices that go into that for the edits. Like I, I, I want to make sure like the uh, wipes, the transitions are right. I want to make sure like the dings are right on the, on the score or, or the misses. I want to make sure like, you know, like the, the timing of the question going down is right. There's a lot of like small details like that, that shift like entertainment value. And the way you like you perceive the match as it's happening, if the like, things are off, if the graphics seems off, or like the sound seems off, then it's, it, it kind of pulls you out of it a bit. So I want always want to make sure as I'm putting it together that those things are like in place like properly, so that way you you don't notice it, you don't notice it, and it's just fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was my I'm sorry. I was just going to say I was wondering if you were in there maybe making oh. notes as. As things are going on, uh, watching the matches, you know, I need to tweak this. I need to work on this. So, yeah, uh, that was one of my big things I wanted to know, too, was when you get to view the matches. That would be just terrible if uh, <laughs> if if you had to view them. I can't imagine if you had to view the matches as you were editing them for the first time. Yeah. Um, all the stopping. Well, I, wonder, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know your process. Oh. That sounds terrible. <laughs> um no i yeah i'm able to make notes as i'm watching it uh and that's why i do like being a part of it uh the taping is as much, much as i can um and because yeah like for the most part and you know people always point out like sometimes points point out the edits like you'll catch in like the final product and usually like those moments are just you know them double checking the score or like you know like getting a drink of water you know or closing their blinds or whatever like you know it's nothing nefarious like people always want to say like oh, i wonder what happened between those edits i guess usually it's just us resetting and so I always have to kind of like do a jump cut or like wipe if I can. And uh, so I know yeah, it helps me to get through those uh, moments easier. If I see it, you know, I make a mental note as it happens. And then like when I get to the edit, I know, like, okay, we're going to go right over this part. Like I'll just skip through it. You know, there's like a handful of things that we kind of like we uh, in the middle of a match, we'll stop and discuss for a bit because like we want to make sure we got it right. And then we'll 
you know, cut that out, continue it, um, just make it clean, make it entertaining. Um, so yeah, as I'm watching the match, I'm able to make notes of that you know, for the edit in my head and keep that in mind when I finally get down to like put, you know, polish it up. Dan. Yeah. So, uh, Greg, uh, first of all, you're incredible. I mean, the promos are really great. My two favorite ones are definitely the Alex Damon versus uh, the Demolanta, Andrew, Andrew Demolanta and Ace Cabrera. Star Wars file. That was like, oh, that was so good. Thanks. And my next favorite one from Spectacular was the team's uh, uh, title because you put me in there because I was at the Star Wars uh, live event. So you guys, yeah. I was the guy that's uh, high-fiving Mark Andreco. So thank you for putting me in my second Spectacular. <laughs> yeah, so my question, because I'm leading into it, is um, Built is it hard around to I'm sure. Yeah. So my question is, is it hard to decide which footage you use to decide what you put in the promos? Um, yeah, I mean, kind of, in a way, as I'm feeling my way through, like, the process, like, you know, putting it together, um, like, certain things jump out to me, and I'm able to, like, okay, that's obviously going to fit here. Um, I kind of, I talked about this with Andrew McDemolanta on his podcast uh, a little, little while ago, is how I constructed it from, like, you know, from scratch, is that, uh, I listen, I find the song first. The song is like the most important part to me. I got to find like, the right song that fits like the tone of the match, the competitors, all the stuff. A lot of like things I just can't like throw any song in there. And so once I have it, um, there's like, you know, like uh, foundational like elements I have in it. There's like, you know, like uh, load bearing points that I, I have in the like in my mind where I'm like, okay, this, uh, you know, a drop here. I definitely want to have this shot, like this line here. I definitely see this shot working. And so I start like putting those into place, kind of like a puzzle. Like I put like the big pieces into place first so I can work around those. And then, um, you know, once I get that, I build like a narrative, loose narrative of like how, kind of how I want to progress to those points. And so that helps me place like footage uh you know if i have like a big moment i want like in the, the two-thirds of the way through the promo i gotta make sure okay what's happening in that clip now i gotta build the narrative to kind of fit that to work its way there so it makes sense i can't just like start from someone's you know season one debut all now they're like we're in season seven and they're doing stuff we gotta kind of like have like a, a small through line there to kind of like, show people like what this means like how it ties together and um i so yeah having the footage uh now after doing so many is easy to find and so like when i have something in mind I'm like okay well, i'll just pull this from here i'll put this here and it's kind of like uh dumping out like you know like a uh, hundred puzzles worth of stuff and like putting together like a new picture every time like i just like the pieces will fit somewhere but i just now i just know every piece like very well it's so now i know like if i want to put something here i'll just grab this and grab this and grab this um this year in particular though I think it was a little bit difficult. It was a little more difficult because, uh, uh, you know, we're not in studio. So, like, we all we have is, like, the digital matches, which are fun. And, like, they're, they've been fantastic. But as far as, like, you know, shock value spectacle goes, I really need more of those, like, slow motion, like, you know, really cool, like, shots that I've uh, put together with my buddy Dwayne Burke um, doing all that stuff. And I kind of wish, I hope we can get back in the studio as soon as possible because I really want to start shooting that stuff again because that's, I think, what really makes all the promos pop more than just, you know, like StreamYard uh, clips. Yeah. Well, you make them great, so. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I kind of follow on from that quick with the, um, the the footage side of it. Do you um do you have some kind of agreement with all the competitors that any time they make a promo and upload it, they have to send it to you as well? Or do, do they make you go like trawling through their social media for you know any little clips like a Brandon Hanna or 
know, somebody like that, constantly posting things on their social media accounts. You have to go searching for all of that stuff. Uh, it depends on who they are. Like some of them are pretty good at sending me that like right away. Um, you just like I, they, they know they know to like uh, make sure it gets to me so it could be used in the match. Um, some like you know I, I I keep tabs on like as much people as I can to like see if they're posting stuff or like some of the after shows to see like if there's a competitor or someone uh, relevant at the moment. Like if they're on a show that they say something cool or you know exciting, I want to grab that clip and put it in the match. And so, yeah, I, I try to keep uh, tabs as best as I can. But for the most part, procuring promos from everyone, I usually we have uh, people from Skybound that help me out with that. Like they are really on top, really on top of that. They help me out so much this year, um, just like organizing all that stuff into the folders and like making sure everyone got the stuff on on, on time. Um, so that way, it was like the last thing I had to worry about. I just had to like find the folder with the stuff in it, pull it out, get to work. And like it was, like, it made the whole process much faster. That's great. Um, and, and it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, Sky, Skybound being uh, coming on into the picture is uh, you can tell it's up. Uh, it's up the game so much. Um, but I do want to kind of backtrack a second here. Um, uh, you know, like we all know, you were going to uh, to to enter the draft, but because of your your job editing, just not going to work out. Um, what division uh, would would you want to play in in the in the Schmodown? And of the managers and the factions, is there anyone specific or maybe a couple people that you would want to or you think would be able to manage you very well? Uh, I uh, wanted to when I first you know pitched myself last year. I wanted to get into Intergeekdom. Um, that's you know obviously like nerd chronic. It makes make, make sense. Um, I, uh, yeah, that was like my, hey, definitely my, 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 definitely my bread and butter, uh, having, uh, you know, seeing like just a bunch of like all this stuff, like, uh, movies and, uh, comic movies, DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Star Wars, all that things. And, uh, but now after viewing kind of like the, where the competition is at this year, and maybe just like my general knowledge of film that I kind of maybe underestimated, I think I would be comfortable like going into like singles and teams, you know, doing a run there. I, um, I don't know. Uh, I definitely think Intergeekdom is like definitely my strongest point, but I definitely think I could hang in singles uh, pretty well. And, um, uh, but as far as like managers go, I think I, well, Shannon is the one that originally drafted me and she drafted me off of a recommendation from chance um, because chance, whenever he would come uh, to like, uh, he comes for the, for the studio matches, he crushes at my place uh, with like to the party, you know, usually they all come together and, uh, I would do my quizzes like the 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 ones I do now with Video Drew. I had them just like in an app that I would write them with, just like I off on my own. I didn't do do that for anyone else except for uh, my friends and my family. And so I would write it with uh, the intent of like you know just drilling people for fun and stuff. And hey, there they are. And uh, to the party. Thank you for viewing everyone. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so they were part of it. They were part of it. They saw, you know, I would drill some uh, quizzes with them and chance. It's like part of just like a fun, you know, like a little quiz, a little like a drill with them. And chance, uh, I stumped him on a few, like on, on several ones. So, like, I think he kind of respected that, that I had like that knowledge locked away somewhere uh, that I was like writing down for myself. And so he recommended me to Shannon. He said, like, hey, this guy wants to play. Like, he definitely knows the stuff. He's very serious about like studying. He knows how to how to study. He knows how to write questions. He knows how to, how to look at questions. Um, and so she, at the last year's awards after the draft, she still had two spots open or like three, four spots open, maybe. 
And so she talked to me afterwards. She's like, hey, like Chance says, you know, you're really interested in playing. Like, and he's like, so I wanted to you know, see, like, you know, are you like, are you serious? Like, are you serious about it? I said, absolutely. She said, do you think you can handle, you know, doing the editing and like the, the game? I said, yes, absolutely. So she's like, okay, then I'll, I'll give you a shot then. And so she, the next day when we had to like, you know, lock in all the picks for the remaining faction slots, uh, she uh, drafted me as her last slot. Um, and so I think, yeah, I was always, I was looking forward to playing with corruption that year. Like, obviously, Chance is a friend of mine. And uh, I, I was really excited to see what Shannon was going to do with like the, that story and that faction that year. And uh, I, uh, yeah, in hindsight, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy the way it worked out. Like kind of the way I highlighted it in my promo though, like, is that, you know, I was that slot that Adam Collins eventually filled and then like kind of came and, you know, ran the whole thing for the, the latter half of the year. And uh, real quick follow-up, was that your, like, were you given a choice uh, by Christian, like, do you want to be in the schmodown or be the editor? Or I would imagine Christian would 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 recognize, uh, you know, what he's got in your ability and your talent, and would probably, in my guess, maybe lean on you to uh, to do the editing rather than uh, was there was there a decision or were you just kind of told? Uh, it, it was kind of told, I don't want to, you know, phrase that in like a negative way. Like, no, I, I didn't want to phrase it like that either. I just don't know how to, how else to. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to be fair. So what the, the, you know, timeline of events was that, uh, we signed with Skybound, uh, you know, and la- at the end of last year, and then he announced it in, uh, at the beginning of this year in New York. And, um, in between that time, uh, before like it was like revealed, before it was like finalized, and like we had a public, uh, he called me and said like, "Hey, can you? We're gonna sign with Skybound. Um, can you meet me at their offices like this week, um, so we can like talk over like you know like you coming on uh, like uh, for full time?" And I was like, "Yeah," because I already discussed like you know like I, I would love to you know I was doing the promos at, at that time. I would love to get like you know like a bump, see like you know just to kind of like fill out like my work. Uh, for the for the proper compensation he's like yeah, absolutely um so i went and talked with them uh, i mean we met with uh someone at skybound who was like was kind of in charge of, like the whole production like handling like the schmodown element of it and he uh, christian and i just talked in his office and he said like, like i want you to come on as the full-time editor um to handle like the the entire show top to bottom and uh, uh cover like the matches and the promos it's going to be a lot of work but it'll definitely be like you know like we're going to grow this guy was going to help us like you know take care of this and I thought it over. I said, I guess like, I would love to take the opportunity. And I started uh, after the New York event, after the, that was handled by our previous editor, Aaron Wilhelm, who like kind of set up this whole thing uh, with uh, the, the Schmodown. To, like, he gave us a lot of like the stuff that we know now. So like, I stand on his shoulders uh, for what kind of like what I'm doing like with this Matt, with this year. Um, but after that, like I, uh, so I basically, I had agreed. I made an agreement with Christian to be the uh, lead editor for the show in january and then the draft was uh still in january later at the end of january and i was drafted and he was he knew it he was part of it he put me in the draft so he was fine with it um but it wasn't until we got closer to the start of production uh of, of the studio tapings and pj campbell you know took over as head writer of like the show and so like the process that we were going to have was that pj had to have like a document a master document of everything uh all the questions that we had uh and the structure at the time was just that I was going to have access to that document, to like all the questions. So it was a conflict of interest for me to see like those questions and still compete. So he said, just in that sense, it wasn't going to work out. Um, and so it wasn't like 
he wasn't really giving me like a choice. Like, do you want to play or do you want to like stay on as the editor? Because I had already agreed to be the editor and like, I, I wasn't going to like renege on that um, to say like, I know I want to play, like find a new editor, find someone else who knows the show as well as I do find someone else who does the promo as well as I do. Like, you know, I, I, that's a much more difficult position to put him in. So I wouldn't want, I would never do that. Um, so it was, it was like, it was an obvious choice to like both of us is what I'm saying. And like, uh, I think we both kind of knew like it just wasn't going to work out for me to compete. And for the sake of the show, like in the show growing, I needed to stay on as the editor and just do that and focus on that to make sure that's, you know, safe and sound. Um, so like, yeah, but I think it was like difficult, you know, it was, it, was, it sucked. Like it was, it was a, a big bummer. I think everyone kind of watches the show, like, somehow like dreams that they could be on it you know that they could like compete like in in some fashion and like i was like you know close to the mountaintop there for like for a moment and uh yeah i um I, I was really excited to do it but in hindsight like i would do it again you know especially with the way this year turned out like i think uh it i i'm not to pat myself on the back too hard but i really don't know who else would have been able to handle like the the bulk of work and like the uh curveballs that we were thrown this year um especially with like you know like the pandemic and like having to shift to digital it, it was a lot it was a lot to like deal with and i'm proud to have done it um and i i i'm glad that i did it because i think it i uh was happy to help keep the show afloat um as well as well as i could with my contributions uh this year because i i, I think we you know in other hands uh this might have fallen apart this might have like you know uh, suffered a little bit but i'm glad to see that you know we're here december everyone had a great year we had a fantastic spectacular i think one of the best we've ever had and i'm really proud to have been a part of that yes uh absolutely uh i know we all agree we've been talking about it um well not not just today but this week also um and uh thank you not only for your work on the schmodown and the spectacular in particular uh, but, but, uh, nerd chronic, sir, thank you for your time here today too. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, keep up the great work. We're all totally stoked for next season. Yeah. Um, I, this season, it turned out a lot different. It went a lot different than I thought it would. I w- with the factions and everything, but, yeah. uh, it worked out really great and we're definitely looking forward to next season. Um, it, why don't you, uh, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you at on the social media? Uh, you can find me at Nerd Chronic across all social media, um, uh, just Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, I also do just the um, Video Chronic Pop Culture Quiz with my friend, friend Video Drew uh, every Monday and Thursday. Uh, I will be competing uh, this Monday. <laughs> I will be competing on my own show, <laughs> uh, doing a short-term 12 quiz against Sabrina Ramirez. Uh, so that'll be a fun one. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, sir, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you back on here again sometime in the future. Thank you for your time. Okay, thank you, guys. All right, Nerd Chronic, everybody. Um, uh, great, great time there. Um, and we are nearing the end here, and uh, right now we're going to go into something. Uh, we're going to bring Frenchie back in here with me for a minute. Uh, he and I are going to talk about something, um, and and I just want to start here by saying, uh, first and foremost, uh, hello, sir. Um that uh, one of the reasons I started this show is because I, 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 I in the past have been a little critical, um, but I, I don't seem to have this. Everything is all good. Everything is is always perfect in the schmodown world attitude. Um, there are things that happen that I don't agree with. There are things that bother me. There are inconsistencies, things like that. Now, I will admit in the past I have uh, I have approached bringing these things up in a very poor way. 
Uh, Christian Harloff knows that personally, um, uh, as he has called me out at least once on Twitter for how I have approached some of these things. But uh, there is something very serious that we need to just talk about here. Um, and I wanted to bring Frenchie in because, in a, in a way, he's involved in this specific uh, thing. Uh, but I had, uh, you know, we're, we're getting to the awards here. And there's a question, uh, not just here. I've, I've heard of some people having discussions about it. And the question is, um, I guess I will pose it as should, uh, should or is it fair um, or our thoughts on uh, Schmodown competitors also being nominated as reactors on the reactor shows? Well, uh, that's something you and I talked about the other night, Frenchie. Well, look, my initial reaction was, ah, oh, come on, right? Uh, it's it, There's like, it's fan reaction shows, the word fan is in it. But to be honest, more I thought about it, more I realized, look, it's, if you look at the, the, the category, uh, the, the nominees or potential nominees, it's a mix of a lot of things. There's shows with people who are in the Schmodown, who used to be uh, pure fan shows. It's a mix. It's not just a dominance of, right? And it's healthy to have a mix. And to be honest, they're not at a rundown level, right? At one point, rundown kept winning and <laughs> because they're, they're the main popular ones. Uh, but if you look at all the, 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 the current shows, even with a Schmodown uh, star, they're not hitting like four or 5,000 uh, views last time I checked. Uh, right. they're, they're, they're a fan show. They have a good number, but not an extreme number. So when it, if ever it is the case, uh, maybe we should do the round on effect and, you know, leave, leave space for the, the you've achieved, achieved your momentum. You've achieved the, the crowning fan shows, uh, uh, you know, status onto the next, but they're not at that level. So I think it's actually healthy to have that competition. And again, it's not dominant in one type of, of show. So I think it's, it's a healthy mix. Yeah. And and when we originally started, when we first started talking about this, I did have more of a hardline stance. Um, and my, my stance at the time was more that I didn't think it was right. Um, but after our discussion, I realized I don't know. And I'm here to ask the questions uh, because they need to be asked and we need to be able to talk about these things in a civil way. Uh, because, I mean, these things can get heated really quick, but uh, you know, in, in, in coming into our discussion the other day, one of the things that I was thinking, you know, I was under, like you said, fan content. I was under the impression that the, the reactor award was to recognize the fans of the Schmodown. Um, and, and then, and my thinking was, you know, does it take away from the work that they're putting into it? Um, when, when you have folks who are in the Schmodown and, uh, you know, um, and not taking away from anyone's content, but having a name on your show, it definitely helps. Um, yeah, and, and that's kind of the the tricky area that I see here. That uh, you know, there there is definitely two ways to look at it, um, and and I and that's kind of one of the ways I've been looking at it. It's it's just it's very difficult and very tricky because yes, they are fans, but then another thing I think of is. Um, you know, and, and I don't, I'm not going to call anyone out. So I'll just say, hypothetically, say I'm a Schmodown competitor and I'm doing a fan reaction show. Would it be right if I was ever in a position where I could win both a Schmodown award and a fan award? Um, you know, cause I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Look, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're short, uh, a bit short in time right now, but 
I'm going to re-put this, uh, and I, I absolutely agree with Later Party. It's not a nomination for reactions. It's after show. After show, the reaction type of after show is a label. It's a type of. But there's multiple types, right? And uh, this is anything to do with an after show, whoever you are, except, like, again, the rundown, they gave their, their space to, 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 for the rest of rest of us schmucks to have a chance right but it's right it's an after show nomination and you need diversity in types of shows if not uh after a while how do you how do you distinguish a winner right uh doesn't mean just because you don't have a a celebrity uh, on your show doesn't mean you won't be successful and doesn't mean you will be successful either so it's not the main dominant factor that for me i'm actually happy more i think about it christian went that way all right, so let me just see anything, uh, any other thoughts you had uh, before we, we switch? Yeah, I just, um, you know, it, there is a difference. Well, is there a difference then between uh, where, like, say um, a, a show that has a, a Schmodown competitor on it as opposed to a Schmodown competitor's show, like their show? Like, is there a, should there be a line there? Like, like if it's like, say, say again, I'm a Schmodown competitor and I run my own show. Is that different? Should that disqualify me as opposed to me just being a voice on a show? There is a line, but it is not us to determine that line. I find, I think it's Christian jobs to determine that line and his vision of how he wants. So yes, there is a line, but it's not really up to the fans, I find, for it to be determined. Uh, it really isn't. Yeah. We can yeah. give our opinions, but down the line, it's Christian's, uh, Christian's last words, right? Uh, he's the one that who, is that who is finalizes true. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, it's uh, – I don't even – I haven't taken a side on this. I don't know. Because when we – like I said also, though, to be fair to the listeners, when we went into our discussion – I did have a side in my side. I think one of the first things I told you is dude that I don't like that. It's not right. I mean, like I use the words, it's not right. Uh, but then as we talked and you brought up points that you brought up, I, I can understand where you're coming from. And not, and then also from as far as having a show and running a show and the content that you're putting out, uh, that is extremely valuable to, uh, to have a competitor on your show for that insight and uh and stuff like that i mean it's valuable for the quality of the content as well so i mean and then and then you get into the you know if we aren't nominating x show because they have a competitor on it then aren't you then you're kind of screwing over the fans who are on that show that aren't competitors it's it's very difficult and it's very tricky i know there are people who definitely don't think it's right i know there are people who definitely don't care at all um but i mean the point is that sometimes i'm gonna ask these questions and there's trust me i've got a lot more of these on deck frenchie knows that I got I got the rule book that I could rant on for a long time. I've got inconsistencies with countdowns pertaining to JTEs. I got a whole list of things. But but the point is here that this is how I'm going to do it from now on. It's going to be in a constructive manner rather than me just this is bullshit. This is bullshit. I think <laughs> this, I think that and 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 that's not constructive whatsoever. Dude, honestly, when I've done that in the past, that's 
kind of me being an asshole, even though I am simply express, expressing my opinion. I'm just a passionate Schmodown fan, and I love competition, and I want it to be the absolute best it can be. So that's where I'm at on it. All right. Well, thank you very much for sharing thoughts, and thank you for giving me an opportunity to share mine. As someone is actually included in the scenario, uh, so I really appreciate it. Yes. And right. Good luck, by the way. Good luck. Thank you, sir. You guys do great work over there, Smos of the North, man. Really, tr- uh, we really try our best. All right. So till next time, bonsoir. All right, and uh, bringing my uh, my my posse back up here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here with a little bit of just some. Uh, uh, whatever we know, I hope I hope you guys know more than I do a little bit. At least the rumors. That's all we have now is free agency rumors. Um, and I, some of the tweets. Okay, I got to bring this. Some of the tweets have been really funny as far as uh, some people dropping this info from their sources and then uh, later, you know, uh, correcting that, and other people then. Re- retweeting their tweets from their sources and then like you know you need to be careful about uh about what where you're going with this here uh dan what do you think about all this so i did hear one of these rumors sources thing and i'm not going to name anything because I, i i don't believe it because it would contradict with what i'm not gonna name the person who is rumored to be courted but basically, I don't see it happening because it would contradict uh, everything. And I would be upset by that. And it just makes no sense. Would we love it? Absolutely. But based on where everybody, where this individual is, you can't have it. So I, I'm just going to say it that. I, so, but I mean, obviously, everything's rumor until up until the draft so that that's how i take it and we're probably not going to see any updates until after this weekend because not everybody has seen the matches yet so i think we're not going to get any legitimate updates until next week well and originally shannon had until this weekend to lock in her people but she locked them in right away so it was pretty obvious that she was going to lock in at least mike and chance uh, the only ups, the only one that would be variable would be either Adam Collins or uh, Laura Kelly, in my opinion. But obviously, she went with uh, Adam Collins because he won the belt, of course. Yeah, which well, well, that's real quick. That's and I'll kick this uh, re- re- uh, rebuttal from you, Dean, on this. Uh, your thoughts on this? Because when she locked in her three. And then she proceeds to tell everyone, you better not come after so-and-so and so-and-so. I'm like, now what the hell do you think people are going to do? I want to know who is going to be the first manager with balls big enough to go after or and draft one of those two ladies. And then when, when, when one manager drafts one of them, who's going to be the next manager to draft the other one just – just a mess with Shannon. Because when she said that, I'm like, it's like telling a kid not to put your finger in a light socket. What are they going to do? They're going to try it anyway. So, Dean, uh, did you, what did you think about that? Did, did that occur to you at all when she said that? Exactly what I was going to say. That was the first thing that went through my mind. She, I mean, I get kind of mentioning, you know, those, those are my people, those are who I want. I mean, we, we, we don't need to hear it. We know that. 
you know, Shannon, we, 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 we kind of know who her top five kicks would be anyway. But she definitely, I think she went way too hard into that point, to the point where she was kicking the Hornets' nest with steel toe-cut boots on. It was, of course, somebody's going to call her bluff. I mean, I mean, this look at the situation. What what can you really do? If, if somebody picks up Marisol or Laura Kelly, what could she really... Like, what, what's, what's Shannon's response to that? I don't see... You know, I don't see the threat. Shannon's not organising the matches. You know, so I don't see really what. She... Hmm? Yeah, I was going to say, Dan, answer that for us because uh, you're the, you're our numbers guy. You're a stats guy. What looking at everything? What do you what do you feel about all this? I mean, obviously, Shannon wants to keep Marisol and uh, Laura Kelly, obviously, because that, Laura Kelly is in the Star Wars division. That's why I say Laura Kelly was probably the variable. Because with Chance, Mike, and Laura, that's all four divisions covered. Take it to the bank. But obviously, Adam Collins got the title, so she had to choose it because he's the highest point earner in corruption. He earned, I think, uh, 28 points. Again, I I have it right here. But he was the highest – it was the highest point earner for corruption. So obviously, she had to go with it. But I kind of agree with you guys. Once she had mentioned Marisol and Mora, this kind of had a – it's like you know that's where they're going to go with because I remember uh, Christian saying – oh, or, you know, Chris uh, Jericho said, like, oh, I don't want anyone but Roxy managing me. It's like if I was a manager and I wanted to leverage right. Roxy, I would just draft Jericho and have him not play if he doesn't want to play. It's like, well, he's not playing. I'll just – yeah, or you've got a bargaining ship too. Yeah, so that's how you know, I, would. I I would love to see uh, Winston swing in and uh, scoop up either uh, Marisol or uh, Laura Kelly, like kind of a F you for breaking up the wild berries. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Winston's not going to trade Ace. Winston's not going to trade Ace. He ran that whole division, got 12 points, beat him, even though technically it was, yeah, he, he's not going to trade Ace. Well, well, no, but he could draft one of them just to mess with Shannon like a payback, yeah. and then trade one of, and then trade them off. Yeah, yeah I think he's too big a risk for some of them. He's going to sign on I really do think that because he's just yeah. that good. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Winston um, retains Ace necessarily, but I do think the top four factions sign on three competitors after this week. Uh, managers can sign on. I believe that's yeah. why I heard Christian say that. Yeah, well, but I don't know Ace is the top three for swag. And I love Ace and I love oh, swag. Yeah. I, I can pull that right up, actually. Uh, I have I think... all uh, action totals. Troop, troop. Exactly my point. But Everybody think... wants to come up with some sort of a slogan, like drip, drip, and roar, roar for the <laughs> din. And, uh, Ace is know. the highest. Ace is the highest. Well, point okay, behind yeah. swag. Wow. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, Ace earned 12 angle. points. Lucian Miller got 10. Chandru got. What was that? Wait, was that, that 13? Oh, oh, okay, maybe. Yeah, Chandru's, thir- okay, Chandru's number one. I'm sorry. Rip, indeed. All right. Okay, my numbers are wrong because I haven't all set up on But because I didn't track you <laughs> for spectacular. But as before spectacular, Ace was number one. <laughs> I, I correct yeah. myself. I, that's not right. But yeah. I think. Will retain. He'll be one of them. Yeah, I think it's highly unlikely that any of the top factions poach Marisol. I think it's one of the sort of lesser 
name factions. Yeah. I, I've got a strong feeling Kate wants to rebuild. She said that in Spectacular. I've got a strong hunch for some reason that Kate's going to go for Marisol and she's going to, Kate's going to pick up either Ben Bateman or Dan Murrell as her primary, you know, her star player. And then she's going to pick up Marisol with the promise of, you know, pairing her up with one of those or, you know, tutoring, tutoring Marisol under a Bateman or a, or a Murrell, I think could be pretty dangerous and would be a really solid foundation for, for, for that faction moving into next season. So, prediction, yeah. that's, that's what i got for you. Well, yeah, this offseason has just started. It's going to be interesting. And, of course, until the season starts, we're going to be talking more about it. We'll talk more about free agency next week. Then when, as the draft draws near, we'll talk more about that. We'll even break down uh, – I'm sure we'll get into the, the awards also and make our predictions there. Um, but, oh, we forgot something else from earlier, but I'm going to save that for next week. Uh, when right off the top of the show, uh, uh, Dean, uh, gathered our predictions for spectacular, but, uh, we got to wrap it up here, guys. Uh, we had a great episode, great second episode here. Uh, Dean, for those listening, why don't you go ahead and tell them where they can find you at on the uh, social media, buddy. Come on, follow me up guys. Follow me all day and all night on Twitter. Dean Lewis. 2099 2099 and let's get that count up you know people are missing out on gold let's trick the algorithms into thinking that i'm important help me do it guys all right double d dan where uh where can the folks find you at you can find me at twitter at dan delinsky it's just simple dan delinsky and let's see if i can have more uh interesting topics for you to talk about yeah. All right, guys. Yep, yep. We're going to have some stuff next week for sure. Uh, we have got uh, Tim Sim will be joining us next week. Yay! Uh, Trivia yep. All right. So I know Dan's excited for that. But until then, you can find me on the social media at jway1134. That's the letter J-W-A-D-E-1134 on the Twitter there. Also follow the Jcast Network on the Twitter and, uh, yeah, uh, please uh, subscribe to this channel, uh, follow there, and until next week, everyone, have a great and safe week. You want to hear something funny? The mic wasn't on that whole time. No way. Yeah, for real. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so smooth.